Welcome to the Dignity Leadership Podcast. I'm Rich Levine, Chief Team Building Officer and Founder of Dignity Leadership Consulting. I practice leadership using my Master's of Science degree in Leadership and Change and a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Sociology. I've examined how people work together my entire career. In this podcast series, I want to expose the lessons I've learned through work and life with the intent to encourage more people to learn, grow, and become better leaders. Together, we can create a world of dignity. So today on the show, we're going to talk sales. What organization cannot exist without sales? You got to have them, right? So in comes the ego, in comes the attitudes, or not. So I'm sitting with a team that we've named the ATX Flyers. And this team is incredible. So we only have a, we have a portion of about 50% of them. So in the room with me today, I've got Stephen Hughes. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. And then today on Zoom, I got the one and only Jack Bryant. What's up, Jack? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And then we got uh, the Mr. Tiger Woods Golf Sales Pro, Mr. <laughs> Mike Mullins. What's up, Rich? Good to be here. Hey, we're, we're uh, welcome. And you guys are a phenomenal team um, that came together that I've had the luck of, um, you know, it's, it's been a journey. So I've, I've overseen, I've worked with you. Um, I think I managed you for a tiny little bit, and then we had a bunch of changes, which we're going to get into. But we also cannot deny, I keep going back to the, like, you know, the, the gold pot, the big well, and we've got Michael Ray Newman from Edge Global in the house. <laughs> Great to have you. What's up, brother? So Michael helped me get started about, um, about leadership and training on a sales team a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And you brought in your, your training from Edge Global. I sent a sales team there. And what's, what's really f- ironic and unique is the sales team that I sent you isn't the sales team that's in front of you. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Thank, thank goodness. Can I say but, that? Yeah, you can say that. But so, so let's get into it. And what we had was, you know, we had this, we had this dynamic going. We had these salespeople. It's like, my God, it's my, 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 me, me, me. And it's like, it was all siloed. And Steve, you're nodding your head yes. And you were, you were part of that team, right? So you were on, yes. you were on inside sales. You were on internet sales. Um, you helped with a lot of different capacities. And we've, we've moved you around. Um, and we determined that sales wasn't the right spot for you, which we're going to get into. Right. He's a spark plug, baby. You can plug him in anywhere. He's ready to play. Spark plug. That is a, that is a great analogy. Why yeah, did yeah. I not think of that earlier? But That's there's yeah, there's five things that I want to try to cover today on the podcast. So we've got 30 minutes. We'll see if we can get it all covered. So number one is trust is bigger than production. You know, and we talked about earlier, so that team that you had that you coached for us first, Michael, mm-hmm. they were all about production. And it wasn't they about production. It was me, 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 I, 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 my, 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 how many cars, how many widgets, how many, whatever it was. It was like they had to sell more than the person next mm-hmm. to them. And it became a great big competition. And then it became egocentric and it became difficult to manage. So we're going to get through how you can, how you can get on and move on to that. Number two thing I want to cover today is knowing and understanding the strengths of your team or of your people and how to best use them. And again, I'm going to go back to Stephen because when I was overseeing Stephen and I was leading Stephen, we've, we moved him around a lot until we found his happy place. And then once we got him in his happy place where he had, had uh, his, using his strengths, your eyes lit up, Steve. I remember yeah. the day you walked in and said, thank you. You remember that day? I do. I, I really do. It was just... Uh... 
I was just ready. You know, it just uh, was one of those things that I've been through so many changes that uh, I just kind of learned the roll of the punches and be excited about the uh, new challenges that were put in front of me and just explore and see what I could do. And one of those pieces we're going to get to in this podcast is attitude, right? So I'm willing. So anybody that's got a lot of skills or high producers, everybody wants to hire, right? The first thing I look for when I go to hire somebody is attitude. Do they have a willingness to help another person out? Do they have a willingness to care for their teammate? So number three that I want to cover today is selfless people with can-do attitudes drive your sales process, right? It can't be the other way around. You can't let the salespeople drive the bus because then you're in trouble. And they want to. You might let them think <laughs> they can, bitch. but there's a couple different things. We're going to try to get into that. Number four I want to talk about, too, is change is going to happen, and you've got to be willing to adapt. So if anybody in the room is an expert at change or living through change, and Stephen, I'm going to go back to you. It's you yeah. again. You've been there, done that, right? Several times. I mean, that's been my career. <laughs> a lot of change. <laughs> Yes, you've made a career out of change. And if anybody's out there thinking that everything's going to stay the same, I encourage you reach out to us. We'll get you in touch with, with Steve, and he can tell you all about change. But if you need to reach out to me, I can be found at uh, DignityLeadership.com on the World Wide Web. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But we're going to cover some more of that later. Just keep listening to the podcast. Number five thing I want to talk about today is understanding the value of having good teammates and how that makes your team successful. And that goes for any team, sales team, ops team, accounting team, office team, HR team, whatever you got in your organization. So we're gonna to try to cover those things. And I'm gonna go back to where we kind of led off when we started, and that was on the production side. You know, this team right here is not three eyes on the sales team. This is three we's as part of a team. And they understand that there's other people that are part of them. And there's a Simon Sinek um, YouTube video. You can go out and watch. It's about two and a half minutes long. And he talks about when he's worked with the Navy SEALs and how they actually pick who's going to be a Navy SEAL and who's not. They don't look for the best sharpshooter. They don't look for the best Army soldier. They look for the person that's obviously good at those things but has high trust. And the way they break it down, if I remember right from the video, he says... Um, do I trust you with my life? Do I trust you with my wife? And do I trust you with my money? And if you answer yes to all three of those, you have a chance to be a Navy SEAL. If you miss any of those, you don't. And that's when it comes into the production side, right? So you got all these producers, and let's talk about, um, you know, a lot of people look at uh, GE through the, I think it was the 90s, and Jack Welch was running them. Jack Welch always fired the bottom 10%. Everybody's like, oh, that's a great strategy. You get rid of the weak ones. But what's it do for trust? It destroys trust, right? If you can't produce, you can't be on my team. And then what's it create? Competition. And that competition's good, but if it gets abused, so you start taking competition, it just grows a little more, a little more. Turns into cutthroat. Yes, it does. Turns into cutthroat, backstabbing, politics, uh, people picking up the phone, calling the head boss at the top of the organization saying, so-and-so won't do this. And a lot of times it's, it's more about it's, you got to be able to understand it's what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. All right. So let's get into, let's talk to the sales team, because these are guys are why we're really here. So in your experiences, what, uh, let's start off with, with you, Mike. In your experience, what makes a great sales team? Uh, you know, I would um, start with what, you know, with us, for sure, is communication, I think, is very important with us. 
um, as in none of us are scared to ask each other for something. And we all, you know, whether the other person can do it or not, we know that that person's going to do whatever they can to figure out how to get it done. Um, I've always thought about this as our sales team, you know, competition is there, but I, I think it's more so it, it's competing for us to drive each other to do good. And I think that, that comes from us being, we're all friends outside of, you know, the actual workplace as well. Um, so the caring part of it all, always carries over to the job part of it, which I think is a uh, very important thing for a sales team. Um, and third, I would think is, you know, you kind of touched on it, on it earlier is just the attitude part of it. Um, we, we all try to, and we, I think we all do try to, you know, come in with a good attitude each and every day and figure out a way for us to be successful and know that when we walk into the next day, we have a plan to do the same thing. So, um, and I've, you know, I've, there's a line that my dad has always used that he's a football coach and it's attitude reflects leadership. And, you know, if you see somebody else having a good attitude, you know, that doesn't mean that they're your leader. It just means that, Hey, you know, they're trying to get it done. Why can't I too? So, which is you know kind of a testament to you of the way that you've treated all of us um, and gone about your job on a daily basis. So that's kind of where I would start with that. No, that's, that's perfect. Michael, you, you're dotting. You got, what do you got to say? No, I think you said two things that were really good there. First of all, the competition is good. You mentioned earlier, we don't compete. You, you have a competitive collaboration that you've created, Rich, and that's what Dignity Leadership has done. That's what I think when you bring – there's no mistake that these guys are here. I mean, <laughs> thank you. But they, I mean, you set them up to uh, have that environment where they can lean on each other, and they it is a and it's not friendly competition is the right. I mean, I really think it's a competitive collaboration that these guys yeah. have had, and I think you said it really well. Well, there's there's collaboration and cooperation. These guys do not cooperate. Okay, don't and I'm not. I mean this intentionally. These mm -hmm. guys collaborate. Yeah, I agree. They figure out a way to work together. Like everybody could cooperate. So let's say that Stephen has one way to do it, Mike has another way, and Jack has a third way. These guys will figure out what the best way is, and that's what's impressive. If you go into cooperation, what happens? Usually, the dominant personality reigns, right? And on this on this team, I don't even know who the dominant personality. Hey, I want to is. give you something really good. What he just said there. Think about this. What he just said. He said, "You said it's not." What is it not? Cooperation. Uh, yeah, it's not cooperation. Yeah, it's collaboration because Absolutely. cooperation, the dominant guy wins. Yep. Because the reason it is a collaboration because it is a standard that you guys have created. Now, everybody has a different way of maybe getting there, but you're using the same yep. process because you're living up to the standard that you've created. And that standard word is powerful yep. word. That's what you guys have created. That's why it's a collaboration. And then I want to go back to what you said right when you started that and you said there's you know there's a reason why these guys are here yeah because they all bring a positive attitude and a willingness to work hard and learn while they're doing it that's why they're here they brought themselves to the table with that attitude i didn't bring them to the table with that attitude they already showed up knowing that they needed to have a positive attitude which is what i think sets a lot of people apart so that's one thing why i think these guys are exceptional and then there's another piece too um you know, the attitude, it's, it's egos. And Jack, you and I have had a lot of conversation about egos and you're one of the most, you're a, you're a super productive salesperson, but I don't want to put you in the production category because that breaks down trust. You were a very high trust person. You were trustworthy from the day I met you. Um, but you're also humble. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about mm -hmm. that? I mean, 
you're a salesperson, you're successful. Where's your ego? <laughs> well, I think that uh, I've worked with several sales people in the past who um, who have huge egos, and to me, it just didn't, it, it it takes away your ability to learn. It takes away your ability to move forward. And and the great thing about this team is we're all willing to just drop our egos at the door and go to each other and, and listen to different perspectives and continue to learn and be mm -hmm. a sponge. And uh, and uh, I do that all the time. I mean, we all three have successful, or all of the whole team has a successful approach. And they all come from different perspectives. And I like to hear everyone's perspective and the way that they, you know, the way that they do things because they're all successful. We just do it differently. And I like that because in the field that we're in, in technology, every customer uses technology differently. And sometimes you need a different perspective and a different approach to, to really um, have that conversation with, with customers. And so... I think that we are all willing to drop our egos at the door, go to each other for help, and do whatever it takes to make make each other successful—not to make me successful, but to make all of us successful. So, and I just—that's something about you know I've, I've been on sales teams where everyone has a huge ego, and and they don't everything that they do is right, and they don't want to learn anything. And I just think that it just limits you as a sales team, and and we don't have that here. And I just I love that about this team. That's, that's pretty awesome. I think that's what makes y'all fly. And I don't even, how did we come up with the name ATX Flyers anyhow? I think, wasn't that, one of you, was it, it you? Was someone, no, it was someone else, but I remember it was specifically talking about uh, uh, our ostentatious goal that we had. And yeah. if we did, we were going to wear PF Flyers. That's right. That's what, I thought, that's what I think about when you yeah. say that. And it just yeah. snowballed from there, right? Yes. You know, and here's what's cool is you guys threw out this. I didn't come up with it. You all came up with it. This, um, we'll steal it from the book. Uh, I forget which one it is. The Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals, the BHAG. And you guys threw a ridiculous number out there. You know, we never hit it, but you guys always kept striving to hit it and striving to hit it. And lo and behold, one day we had a great day. Next thing you know, there's fly, there's uh, pictures of flyers going around in our texting group. And that, that's the other cool thing is we've got our own little texting group. You know, it's called ATX Flyers. And every weekend, you know, weekends we're talking about it. So the, you mentioned earlier being friends outside of work. But you guys all, if I understand right, you guys all met at work and became friends as a result of working together right yes mm -hmm. yeah it yeah, wasn't that... wasn't the other way around and a lot of times that doesn't happen so that's an attribute to you guys just showing up with with the right attitudes yeah you know especially on the sales team like how often you, you know you see then that you know i texted the other uh member of our sales team just a while ago just to you know see how her weekend was going and what she was doing like how often you have that with you know, three people that have their own budget and are trying to strive to get something for their own good to wonder what the other one's mm -hmm. doing on the weekend. So, you know, I called Jack first whenever I was having a problem getting in. I mean, I think it's a testament to all three of us to be able to know that we can do that and it doesn't have to be Monday through Friday with us. You know, Absolutely. The, yeah, you know, one of the things I've seen about the team is that, uh, yes, there is competition, but there's also when someone's having difficulty, you know, that everyone drops that and they help the other person to make and achieve their goals and, and their tasks that they were working on. Um, so yeah, everyone had each other's back. Yes, there was competition, but it wasn't, um, you know, cutthroat or anything like that. It was the collaboration. That's really what it was. Everyone working together to, to make it work. Yeah, so there, there definitely is competition with you all, but it's healthy competition, and you mm -hmm. guys all understand what the limitations are, how to keep it in check without bringing in ego and then, 
and then ruining you guys have got a great thing going and nobody wants to ruin it which is pretty incredible but let's it's competition through encouragement <laughs> yes it is well yeah you guys you know what and you always encourage the other one to try to you push them to do a little harder and you're willing to help them out and um you know jack you've got a great story too about i remember one time you um we're, we're talking about this other salesperson that actually won the 2020 salesperson of the year last year totally kicked butt and she absolutely does not even want any recognition for it because she, she feels like she's part of a team and Jack, you can tell us a little more, but didn't you just like stop hitting the road and go and start helping like getting images and other things done? Yeah, we were uh, shorthanded at the time and uh, one of our customers um, required a little more from us. And a little we, more love? Uh, washed, and, washed and back his, car, uh, his cars. And uh, so we didn't have a lot of people to do that. So I asked you... Uh, to go get me a water hose and a bucket and trash can and I cleaned out cars and washed them and then I inspected them and put them on the put them on the uh, online and 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 the rest was history. Um, so I did that for months and uh, I think that if we're you know her success is a result of a team effort and she sees that and I see that and it didn't matter what contribution you make as long as we are successful and I was thrilled to death that she got that and she absolutely deserved it. So. You know, we all contributed to that, and, that, and, and it was it was just a it's a great great way to be a part of it. Yeah, and you know, and, and all this sales success can happen without a great support team or great operations team. And we got Stephen in the room, and we're going to turn it over to you, Stephen, and where you fit in on this team because we've had you. Let let's hear your journey. You've been all over the place on this team, and and now you're taking names, kicking butt, and all those other things. Yeah, you know, I, I've had so many different roles, um, and it's been good because I've learned a lot about the organization um, from doing, like you said, sales, um, both uh, physical and online, uh, doing uh, IT work, uh, and now doing operations. You know, so I got to see this whole oper this whole operation through every department that I've worked in, and um, it's been able. It's helped me to be able to help other people within the business to understand um, some of the things they may not understand about another department. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the you know people forget that your fellow coworkers are customers as well. Um, you know, so you've got to not only be able to help the customer outside, you got to help them inside as well. So you're nodding there, Michael. What's up? Yeah, I mean, he, he nailed it. Well, we teach in Edge Global, you have two customers. You have your internal customer and you have your external. External is important, but the most important is your internal and how you understand how you treat each other because your external customers see how that goes and how that works. And then when they see you doing that, that bleeds over to your external customer, the way that your internal customers treat your external customers. That's really powerful. Yeah, because if you can't treat your internal customers right, um, you're not going to be able to do it for the outside. And they see it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, they see it. So, you good? Move I'm on? I'm good, you yeah. Move on. All right. So, the other thing I want to jump over to, and Mike, I want to pick your brain on this one, because you brought it up when we were preparing and talking about this. And this is, you know, the change. We've been through a couple of reorganizations. We've reformulated what the what the teams look like. We've reformulated right. the business model. I mean, how do you do it? Uh, you Great know, question. It, it, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it hasn't been tough, but I'm going to say that uh, I would say, you know, leaning back on, you know, there's obviously people on our team that have done this and had a little more experience than I have. 
when I started to, you know, even to now, and I'll never think I have more than somebody else. But I think uh, me, you know, individually, just be saying that I've, I've been through, I've been through four name changes within the organization since I started in 2019. Hmm. So I've, um, I've just learned to, I guess, adapt, but also when I say I was knowing that I had a, I had anybody at on our team that I could lean on to call, text, you know, email anytime to figure it out, um, ask the questions that, you know, I guess I think I've mentioned this to you before, you know, the hard questions usually have the right answer. Um, and, you know, you can't feel stupid doing that. But, you know, we went from three different models on this lap throughout the reorganizations of a, uh, you know, going from physical to, you know, physical and digital to now it's all digital. And I think there's certain things from each of those that um, are carried over that um, we've had to learn, but, and we all, we've learned it all together. But I think it's just, I, I look at it as we're like a sprint relay team in track. Hmm a really good one that probably never loses to the extent of you can put any four of us or, you know, however many people you have on your team at any one of those legs. And we know that we're going to cross the finish line first and that's all that matters. So I think I would, um, and I think to that, it goes back to your attitude, right? You guys, you guys come in with a positive winning attitude, which carries over in all mm -hmm. things you do. So anytime somebody throws a challenge at you, I mean, you got, you got two choices, right? In life. You can either let the challenge whip you in the butt and you can pout and try to, you know, go oh, poor me. Or you can go to the other side and say, all right, so here's another challenge. Here's another opportunity for me to shine and show them what I can do. And you guys always yeah. come out on top. I mean, you talk about the rodeo, right? Eight second rodeo. There isn't a bull you guys haven't beat. <laughs> you guys have got them all. <laughs> you guys have tied them all up. You've ridden them all. You've done all those things, which is pretty cool, which means it's probably time for you for having the rodeo beer, isn't it, Michael? <laughs> That's right. Sign me up. Sign me up. All right. So, yeah, we've got I all these... Go ahead, Jack. I think I'm sorry. our backgrounds helped with this with these changes because I came from the digital space and all of my teammates came from the physical space. And so I think that that I was never, ever afraid to ask about the physical space. I, I didn't know a lot about it and I learned a ton about it through my teammates. And that's where you drop your ego at the door and you go in and you be a sponge and mm -hmm. you learn and you understand it. And I would have never made it without my teammates. And so I... Um, you know, it, it, it's, I think our backgrounds helped out with that. Like, that's why I said earlier, we all have different approaches and it's because of our backgrounds and, and, and our perspectives. And so yeah. I, um, I, I think that that's, that's, that's what I meant earlier when I said you drop your ego at the door and you, and you were able to learn and you were able to be a sponge and you're not too proud to ask for help. And I think that that's a huge testament to this team because we've all done that with each other. You, when you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when you say you're not too proud to help, one of the things we, when we were preparing today to you know do this podcast, you guys had brought up a story, Jack, that I want you to tell you. It was about Steve. Steve, and you guys, I mean, you guys wear this poor man out. How many times in a day do you call this guy? <laughs> but yet every time he ends up answering the phone. But you guys can tell the story way better than I can. Oh, I talk to Steve more than sometimes I talk to my wife on the phone. <laughs> I mean, there were times I called him four or five times a day, and I was... I was thinking if he was too busy and was unable to pick up my call, I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't blame him. I probably wouldn't pick it up either. I've called him five times already. 
So, but he always picks it up, and he or he, or he always calls back, and he always helps. And uh, I think he, we always call Steve the Superman uh, out there because he just he knows it all. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, and I think that we we know we call him because in the back of our minds we think or we know that Steve can get anything done. So we're like, okay, why not just go to the main source of what we need done? And you know, that's a testament to him of being able to learn all the things that he's had to and the things he's gone through to. Uh, us have the confidence and you know the trust that Steve can um, help us and or um, do what we need to do. So uh, it's very appreciative from our whole team for sure. So so Steve, how do you how do you manage on the operations side? I mean, you've got to have a great team around you, right? Because you can't if you yes. if you answer every call from these guys. <laughs> how you working, bro? <laughs> how many how many hours do you have in a day? Eighty six well seconds, eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. And how many do you have in a day? Same. <laughs> yeah, same. I got the same. same. So how do you get it done? Uh, you got to rely on your team. Absolutely. You have to have, like you said, first thing has got to be trust. Um, and they got to trust you because if they don't trust you, you're not going to be able to get trust in them. Mm -hmm. um, but you just got to know that they're going to get done what they need to get done. Um, and if they don't know how to do it, that they feel that comfortable coming to you to, to ask you or ask for help. Um, you know, and that's the way I, I, personally helped you know our sales team you know mike and and jack and lacy um just trying to be there because i know that they have a job that they're trying to accomplish and i just wanted to be their support person and help them get through all the challenges that they had um so again yeah trust attitude very big very big so let's we got what five minutes left here four minutes four five something like that kevin he's starting to give me the he's starting to give me the the cutthroat looks like ah I hate it when this happens, but so let's start working on closing it out. So I don't know who wants to go first, but um, anybody wants to jump in. In, in your opinion, you, we got to tell these people right. It's part of the podcast. What makes a great sales team? So who wants to, who wants to tackle this first? What's the number one thing on your list? Trust. 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 Damn, they all hit it. Man, you've been drinking the Kool Aid way too long. And what happens if you break down trust? My number one would be communication. Would be communication. Why? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that I think the communication part of it builds into the trust of everybody, and I think that I would I would think you need to have that communication of knowing what's being said, knowing what needs to be done, knowing who you can call when, mm -hmm. and relying on those people that they will either get it done or find or figure out how to help you out. I think that over time that builds the trust, and then once you have that trust, I think then you can. You don't ever have to worry about anything. You just know that you've got both of those, and I think they both kind of um, mold together for sure. All right. So let's. So that's that is very well said. So let's paint a picture for our listeners. Let's just pretend that Mike Mullins has an ego, that Mike Mullins just very well may be the biggest butt in the room, and he calls. Let's say he calls you up, Steve, mm -hmm. and needs you to help you. What are you going to do? Uh, I might not answer the phone call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the one you don't Bingo. answer. That's right. <laughs> that's but we, we know that's call not... call Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know who's calling me? But, but so where, we're go where I'm going with this is that you guys have built up that trust with each other through communication. You respond. You help. You collaborate. You cooperate. You do all these things we've been talking about. You know, and, and Mike just mentioned it, you know, hey, when I got this problem, I call up this person. He already... He's identified on his paper, on his list or whatever, what strengths people have. He's built trust up in him so that when he calls you, Stephen, he's like, Stephen, I need some help with this. I've watched you yep. like 
I mean, I've seen you miss conference calls, Zoom calls, the un unimportant ones, to go help and figure out how we're gonna make another sale, right? I've seen you do it. Yeah, I definitely have. I've Just whatever I can to help them, you know, they, they're out in the field and they don't necessarily have all the resources readily available to them. They need um, that assistance. And when they're out there trying to make a sale, it's make or break time and they need response fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that this reciprocates too, because there have been times when we've sold bad widgets and the widget's not what we promised. And we have to have a difficult conversation with the widget buyer. And I've seen you pick up the phone and call Jack or Mike and say, Hey, I need some help. We produced a bad widget. Can you go talk to this customer? And these two without fail every mm -hmm. time say, absolutely. We'll go have, we'll go have that. I'll talk to him about that. Yes, definitely. So, so it's it's a two way street, right? In order for Very you, much, yeah, yes. In order for you to get what you want, you have to help them get what they want, and vice versa. <laughs> I'm stealing another one of your lines, Michael Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's right. So, so another thing you're talking about a sales process. We're getting up to the end. People are probably really confused. We got a we got a a show on sales, right? And I got Michael Ray Newman, Edge Global, sitting right here, and you're on Dignity Leadership Podcast. I'm out, sell, here, I'm out selling leadership and you're out selling leadership, but we got cooperation going on. Oh, absolutely. Heck yeah. I want to just two things I've heard over and over again, and it's talking about attitude and ego. I've heard that. And you're talking about a positive attitude. You guys really, I would like for you guys to look through it through a different lens, your listeners here, because you bring this in everything you do, Rich, when it talks to, uh, talks to attitude. It's not just the positive attitude because it kind of gets burn my spa in my saddle nowadays when I hear somebody say, oh, man, all you need is positive attitude. You can do anything in the world is positive attitude. I'm like, I'm going to tell you something right now. That ain't that, that ain't, is not ain't true at all because I don't care how positive I am. If I jumped in the MMA ring with a professional fighter, I'm positive I'll get my butt kicked. <laughs> I'm That's positive thing. people too. I will get my ace kicked. I you fight you. like a girl. Yeah, I know it. And <laughs> oh, wait. I've seen some of them. They're bad ass. Yeah, I know it. I'm scared of that. But it's the right attitude you guys have. So sometimes it's a determined attitude. Go get me a wash bucket and a water hose, brother. We got to get this done. Sometimes it's okay mm -hmm. to be upset and play mad. Yeah, it's okay to play mad, but yep. it is it is a it is a solution driven attitude that this team has. Solving problems, and that's exactly right. That's number one. Okay, an ego. Every single one of you boys, I don't care what you're saying, you got an ego. The reason you have been successful in your life is because you have an ego. What you're also talking about is trust, and you guys have one thing that a lot of these sales teams and a lot of these teams that have dissension and uh, lack trust, you have character. And ego and character is what keep the, the character is what keeps your ego in place. And you guys have a high character and you hold yourself to a higher standard. And you have an ego because you want to be successful, but you also want to, the rising tide raises all yep. boats. I'll bring that back up <laughs> one more time. And yeah. because you guys believe in that, you believe in each other. So I just want to tell you how grateful I am to be a part of just this little conversation. And, and I'm really proud of, Rich, what you've done. I'm proud of all you boys and what y'all have done. And I just thanks, thank you guys for letting me set in on it. Well, it's an honor to have you in the room because, after all, you, you taught me what leadership's all about. You always had it, brother. <laughs> Somebody takes, but it takes a leader to bring it out of other people. And in closing this out, I think that's what all these these guys do on this team is they bring the best out of each other. Absolutely, but it's never too late to do the right thing. And these guys are always willing to help each other out. But with that, I'm getting the chop it signal, the cutoff signal from Kevin yep. E, the monster millennial. 
Uh, thanks for joining us today on our leadership journey and talking sales. I appreciate all these guys. I appreciate you, Stephen, Jack, Mike, Michael. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Rich. If you're looking for some more leadership appreciate guidance, you. please reach out to me on dignity-leadership.com on the World Wide Web or Dignity Leadership Consulting on Facebook, Dignity Leadership, all one word on Instagram, or at DLC with Rich on Twitter. Keep paddling. Mm-hmm.